Hi, welcome to Healing Chronic Illness with Marley. This is season two. This season, we're going to be interviewing some experts in the field. So join us on our journey back to health and wellness. All right. Okay. Hey, everyone. Welcome to today's little visit. I'm very happy to introduce you to a lovely lady, Miss Lee McLean. I've Gosh, I haven't seen you until just now since probably 1995. If you do the math, that's a long time ago. But um, yeah, Lee, I don't know if if you know some of the funny relations, but I feel like our families have known each other a long time. I know my best friend growing up took writing lessons from your mother-in-law. Okay, yeah. My wedding picture hanging in my living room has both your brother-in-laws in it. In fact, one of them I had a mad crush on in high school. So, <laughs> and then of course, small town living. You, you small town life to move away, right? right? <laughs> yeah, I did move away, but my heart's still in back, the foothills. Back in the foothills for sure. So, welcome, Lee McLean. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here, Marley. Yeah. So we probably have a lot to unpack, but um, the podcast that is uh, prior to this one, I talked a little bit about equine therapy for mental health and mm-hmm. how horses are just very effective at regulating people's central nervous system and, and how that is such a therapy for people. But anyway, if you could just give us a background about yourself and your love of writing and a little bit about becoming an author and living well and writing better all that good stuff (laughs) well I think it's important to say right off the bat that I'm a homemade person horse person therapy for me has been a self-taught journey Mm-hmm. It is something that I have had to rely a lot on my intuition mm-hmm. going, giving myself permission to go. That doesn't feel right. That, that and I mean, that includes how we react with medicine and everything else. Sure. Um, I, I knew instinctively I was always happiest, healthiest around horses, mm-hmm. not always around the horse people mm-hmm. because horses have a way of healing that almost attracts a following of people that are expecting horses to make it better. Mm. If that makes any sense at all. And so I like to start any conversation off. Yes, we love what they can do for us. They love what we love, what they bring to the game. That doesn't let us off the hook about doing our own work. Mm. Oh. Right? Right. It oh, doesn't. Absolutely. And, well, and it's the same and, as going to the doctor. Can you fix me instead mm, of taking responsibility for yourself? Yes. It, and, you know, we all very often, I shouldn't say we all, but very often we have sat at the doctor with an ongoing chronic issue and we've, we've gone, okay, we've got a choice here in the road. Are we going to take these pills, which mm-hmm. are very often really toxic in themselves? Or are we going to go, oh, I think I need to do a lifestyle change. <laughs> I am. I, I want so badly to be healthy. I would do anything except look after myself. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I've been there. Okay. I've been there. And so one of the things with the horse community and what 
not those of us who get to a certain age. I have been teaching actually without certification. I'm not proud of it since I was about 16 years old. So I have to be very careful as I'm going ahead and helping people, whether it's, you know, they've asked me or, or whether they've hired me or whatnot. What am I promoting? What am I sending forward? Because it is so easy. I mean, it's this cycle thing, cyclical thing. Even if we think we've been brought up in a way that maybe could have been better. If we're not too careful. We, we, there's a badge of honor in being a survivor and we ascend off and push that on to other people, right? Sure. So it, that's been, I'm getting to the age now where I'm having to go, there are things in my past that are shameful and I would like to change. How do I honor the parts that I'm not ashamed of? Because mm -hmm. I've had great people teach me. Right. Okay, so I have to honor that. And then, but, but, but make a conscious decision to let some of the other stuff go. Mm -hmm. I'm at that stage right now where there's so much good new information. I want to take it all in, but I feel like one of those skidding between the ditches kind of people, you know, so we've got to know what to hang on to too. So whenever we're given with new information it's so easy to just jump on board but i'm always going don't throw out the good people that were in your past sure the good stories that you had because because someday you're going to want those <laughs> oh i think i think i'm particularly sensitive about that raising kids that are gen z because you know, I lost my dad a couple of years ago. And to me, he was like the patriarch of the family and he's a really smart guy. And um, yeah. my kids don't have a grandfather anymore, but in a sense, so, you know, they're, they're the ones that ask Google anyway for advice or direction. And so I'm definitely, I feel a lot closer to two, three generations preceding mine than I do with my own kids because it's a big shift right now. We're in a very interesting generation, aren't we? Yes, we are. So where our, do you our get parents here? very often rode to one room schools, right? Oh, true. Yes. Right? And, and 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 like my parents grew up with like Model T cars and everything in their life. And mm -hmm. and 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 my father remembers slaying with a team of horses because the snow in Manitoba was too deep to use vehicles. Okay. Oh. And yet mm -hmm. here I am sitting with you figuring out how to join the Zoom call. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole thing, we are in a really balancing, you know, world and society. And we've got so much information at our fingertips. We so, do. So much yeah. information. And mm -hmm. we have to be careful about that in a way. Right. It's like overeating at y'all you can eat buffet right well <laughs> you know, take yeah. a taste sit with mm -hmm. it for a while don't load up your plate mm -hmm. so, well, it's, it's, yeah, so much, savor the good healthy so ones. much of what i yeah so much of what i do and think about is mm -hmm. horses horse related it's my business it's my living mm -hmm. but more and more i'm realizing that, that this this horsemanship journey that i'm on is actually just a metaphor for everybody's life right it, and it, it's it's <laughs> it's life horses are life we get it figured out something comes along and, and bucks us off and we've got to start from scratch again right 
so many so okay. many analogies yes well let me hit you with this one and i don't know if i i think i sent this to you so you had a heads up and it didn't shock you because you don't have to name mm. names but um okay so your first book yes horse woman love the cover you look adorable um <laughs> You're talking about, you briefly mentioned about a trainer when you were younger that, you know, how you rationalized the physical and verbal and even emotional abuse that you endured while under her care. And that it's taken you 30 years to be able to have the courage to like bring it back up again, which is interesting because a lot of those kind of things that formulate and people that were kind of subject to whether it's a coach or a teacher or a parent it's yep. funny how later in life you finally have the courage or what I see it as a lot of it is that your limbic system is ready to open up those files in your mind to go there and talk about them and you finally have enough vitality in the body and maturity about life to address those things so Anyway, unpack it a little bit and share what that was like and how it affected you as a person and, and how that kind of like you probably take into dealing with troubled horses or trauma, to, like whether it's a big trauma or a bunch of little traumas, because if we're subject to somebody that is really hard on us, then there's good and bad, like you said. With this particular teacher, it was considered an unbelievable honor to be accepted into her program. So there was this feeling that if I spoke out, if I couldn't take it, because mm -hmm. horsemanship is a really big um, <laughs> proving ground on whether you've got what it takes, you know, man up get it done sort of thing even as a child I knew that I couldn't speak out I was so fortunate to even be accepted by her she was a, a victim of, of war atrocities from the second world war she lived in Germany right. right that makes sense she so there was a guilt with that but there was also horrific things that she had seen she mm -hmm. was not I realize now of a generation that actually could get help unless mm -hmm. you were blessed with sort of personality that that could rise above all that and and you know bring beauty to the world because there are people that survived the war that that did beautiful things right um she didn't have that in her so i realized it was untreated trauma that that mm -hmm. that, that right. taught me this um so much of what i know for sure with my horsemanship comes from her so when i am sitting i do have an online following i've got a, a a page called keystone equine named after my my horse program and our family brand mm -hmm. so much of the words that just flow onto the keyboard and i'll be typing like at 133 words a minute this is a <laughs> right it's her it's her wow and so when people argue something i've written I'm first quick to spring to her defense because I feel like they're arguing with her. Hmm, okay. If they say something wonderful about me, I feel guilty that I've stolen her thunder. I'm not the one wow. who invented this. So it's, mm -hmm. it's an interesting thing 
And I understand when we are raised in a place of abuse. I didn't finish high school. I, I was a working student with her, my riding. I was, I was mm. supposed to go to Germany and ride. Mm-hmm. I wasn't supposed to be here. Mm. <laughs> so, but I didn't do that. Um, I, I, I married the, the kid close to home and play it safe. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it, it's so convoluted, but I am so aware of this, this weird loyalty to what we were raised in. Mm. even though we know there's something about it that was wrong. So it, it's, it's like, I've had to be, you know, 30 years sitting with a lot of this stuff, getting counseling, mm-hmm. you know, screaming into the wind, mm-hmm. but I, in the bottom and in the end of it, I am so grateful that I was a part of it mm. because if not the good that she knew, right. She is still the greatest horseman I have ever met and may mm-hmm. ever meet. Oh, and I'll I bet, be was, was she certified? <laughs> you said you know, were certified. She had an awful lot of international Olympic riders and horses to her credit. But she probably wasn't certified, was she? Yeah, I think she had a gold medal of, of uh, horsemanship from Germany. She knew her stuff. Right. She did Just like you stuff, do. But, but not, not a piece of paper like we have now. Sure. But, but I just... You know, it's, it's put, it's been a long time putting a, putting a name on what I was taught, filtering all the good from the bad. But um, Mm -hmm. whenever we throw in, this is why I'm so guarded now, because we have our online gurus. And I think that's probably in anything, probably in whether you're interested in mental health or what, there is someone who speaks your truth, right? So you, you know, hold what they say is is holy, right? Right. Whenever we throw in with one person like that. And it's so much like religion to me. Mm. We have to tamper it. Is what we're learning and feeling actually opening our eyes to possibilities? Or is it making us feel that we know we know something for sure? Yeah, it's just wiring in what you believe yeah. that you know and looking for validation. Right. And I see that hugely in the online world. In this whole idea of following. Oh, sure. right? right and, and if we're not careful we're, we're we're wanting almost to turn into you know this this guru thing is almost like playing god so mm. it's, you have to be very careful about that and i really do keep one foot back in the past that way and go no <laughs> not no one of us knows it all right when we do get feeling that way we are da- we're actually dangerous we're sure. a danger to ourselves and to horses mm-hmm. and to other people yeah right i i do try to keep myself with a certain amount of space in my heart for self-doubt mm-hmm. and always learning to learn right and you yeah. have to be open to that and always. the longer we have devoted our lives to a certain area the longer that we have tried to learn, whether it's breeding dogs or, you know, anything, I'm flying airplanes, whatever, the more we learn and try to specialize, I think it gets harder and harder. It sounds good that we don't know it all, that we right. sometimes get the feeling that we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, 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 we're not supposed to say we know it all, but I think I know quite a few people who actually do think they know it all, actually. Ooh, yeah. It's an, it's a, it's and it's something that we all have to be very aware of. 
Mm -hmm. No, humility is a big part of that picture, but it's part of that human condition. No, humility humility is such a hard thing to sit with, but, but Mm -hmm. we have to, yeah, Mm -hmm. no matter who has taught us, we have to stay with that. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, so try to tell me how you think that whether it's trauma in horses or humans and Mm -hmm. obviously any war trauma or first responder trauma. I work with a lot of first responders and, um, you know, how, how is it that if we can, cause you, you obviously probably break and, um, finish horses, but do you get troubled horses too? Mm-hmm. And how do you, how do you see that retraining the horse to, you know, remove the bad habits or the fears or, you know, I was thinking even, um, I was up at 3 a.m. reading something about, you know, even horses can have addictions. And I thought, you know, it's yeah. true because I remember I had a mare that used to crib on the fence posts all the time. Yes. Like they were addicted. There was something yes. going on there. So yes. um, when stuck traumas happen to retrain out of that and how that, how that's looked for you, like, what are some of the things that you do to help horses in your training to be free from those bad behaviors or I've those had, addictive stuck traumas? I've had, I've had some very hard lessons in that area. Um, I have known some horses who, despite everything that life threw at them in the most horrible way, when they were presented with a way out, Mm. time and understanding, they went, yes, I'm ready to change. Mm. And oh, it it brings tears to your eyes. Right. They go, and and so many of them do not hang on to their badges of, 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 whatever's gone wrong we love to hang on to to people do yeah right we do i'm a survivor i'm a victim or whatever and i've done this myself right this is who i am i am my disease oh yeah so when i am faced with a horse that goes no matter what awful has happened to me and their body might be covered with the scars that shows how hard their life's been Mm -hmm. and they go okay i'll trust you let's give it a try and that's so easy and so wonderful I have, when I have dealt with this number of horses that way, I start getting the feeling that it's me, that I am somehow key to their, their, their turning their lives around in wellness. And then the universe or God or whoever is in charge of this great design decides to send me a horse who cannot. Mm. And I don't know whether it's cannot or will not, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what happened to them or whose fault it was. They are not able to come around. And you're presenting over. them the same way out that you would with yes, so I'm, training I'm techniques of other successes. I'm trying to, to talk to them, to reach out, to, to, to get a snick of something. And very often they'll come around, they'll be kind, they'll be gentle, they want to be with me, they're open to learning. And then they have, a flashback right right okay and so i can't see this happening so for instance this summer both michael and i were quite seriously hurt right horse accident yes how are you 
You look good. Uh, thank you. I think yeah. um, there's parts of my body that I will be in physio for a very long time and they're never going to be the same. It's the same with Mike. Right. Um, but but that's that's the that's one of the the risks of, of doing this lifestyle. But this horse was so sweet, so kind, so good. When he had, and it was, you know, you probably are familiar with this term with um, stress stacking. So you would be able to have something that, that brought his heart rate up a little bit or worried him a little bit. He could deal with that. Maybe he could deal with a little bit more. And so this would be maybe me wearing a different coat, a dog running out from a bush, a tractor starting. He would be trying to deal with all these things happening in his day. And I never could tell ahead of time when he could not handle anymore. Where their threshold was, yeah. Where his threshold was. And the day that we got hurt, um, he hit his threshold. Mm-hmm. Um, and and somebody said to me, well, think of all you learned. Mm-hmm. And I went, I learned that I'm not absolutely able to read every situation. Mm-hmm. I'm, I look back and I go, I don't know if I would be much different today. Mm-hmm. I did learn that in order for us to help someone, they have to be able to take it. Right. It's not whether they want to or not. I know he wanted to do what what he needed to be to be a good horse to fit in with society or whatnot. Mm -hmm. We ended up putting him down Mm -hmm. because I said no more. I can't have him in my program. He's hurt both me and my husband without without us understanding what we'd done to push him to this stage. And, mm-hmm. and, and after he had blown up, he had a, he dissociated to the point where it didn't upset him. So when he right. was done his episode, he was like, hi guys, how's everything hanging? So right. he'd have all these these injured bodies around him and broken gear and he had not remembered being a part of that. So mm-hmm. a, a great deal of discussion was done with his owner and whatnot. Mm-hmm. What next for this horse? Is he, she was an older person. So mm. right, just such a liability. Keep him forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Um, our, what are we gonna do? And it was decided not lightly i'll add no to say no more Mm -hmm. because somebody is going to buy this very gorgeous beast Mm -hmm. who is kind and generous and everything else and through no fault of his own i am never ever going to say it was this horse's fault Mm -hmm. but whether it was something in his past something in his wiring right right people are the same way right Mm -hmm. we have people in our society and we can talk to them right we have language Right. mean and want so badly to be a part of society and cannot and so right. i've had to learn mm-hmm. with the troubled beings that most most are able to accept the help but no matter how skilled or how badly i want it this has been the hard lesson i cannot make these horses accept my help so oh. wait, you're so what you're saying is you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink yeah (laughs) so yeah i mean all these cliches right oh no it's so true true yeah yeah. okay (laughs) right well and it's just 
like you said, if that horse was completely dissociative of what it had just happened around him, there's just no conscience accountability. Um, well, and I think because horses so are intelligent. Horses, because we want to put human language to what they're thinking. And who right. knows what it's like to be a horse because we're right. not horses. I have to use human language because that's how I communicate yeah. to you. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. all I have. Yeah. But it's been a hard lesson in that. And it's the same as you're saying with addiction or whatnot. We have to somehow want something else more than where we're at now. Right. Right. And I have learned that that is something that horses have in common with us. Um, there's a very popular saying right now that horses don't lie. Mm -hmm. They tell the truth. Right. And on face value, I believe that a hundred percent. Then I get looking at some of the horses that I know very well. They're people pleasers. Mm -hmm. and, and you might recognize a few human traits in this. They're people pleasers. They want to be good. They want mm -hmm. to make me happy. They would rather put on a social mask. All of this right. well, then make waves and perhaps get corrected or trained on or, 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 you know, kicked around or anything else. And I, my a very good horse right now is this, he has a social mask. He mm. wants you to believe that everything is good with him. Mm. Hey, okay. Mm -hmm. And inside he's, you know, getting ulcers, he's sick, he's everything wow. else because it's eating at him. And I'm going, so you're not actually telling me the truth. Hmm. You know, he decided that it is better to get along than to be honest. And so I, I, I'm going that. So horses are so similar to us in many ways. And that isn't a really commonly discussed concept. There that is are, interesting. We're that way too, right? Oh, sure. All like crazy out in town and then, you know, snap Mike's head off because he kicked his boots off and I can't get the door open when I get home. <laughs> Um, so I'm finding out that our horses have that too. So and for the health of the horse, then are, are you like, like that they're amicable and good to work with and pleasant, but you know that they have an ulcer eating in them. How do you handle that? <laughs> I, have to, I have to try to somehow convince this horse that it's okay to say, Hey, wait a minute. Mm-hmm give me more time mm. you know could I just have a look at what you're expecting me to do or do I just have to say okay and it's very often the super sensitive sort of submissive kind of personalities um mm. they will go along with anything to not make up a problem and then no all of a sudden you're going you know you've been living a lie buddy um mm. it's <laughs> they're very similar to us and I know they're mystical. I know that they're wonderful energy fields and everything else. But I, the more I get to know them, I'm recognizing so many humanistic tendencies. And is that because they've been intertwined with us for so long? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, we, we have this feeling now that we are evolving to better understand animals horses mm -hmm. everything else mm -hmm. and i flip that by going well thank heavens because we've actually taken everything natural about them away 
How many mm-hmm. horses are now being ridden always in an arena? They mm-hmm. live in a 12 by 24 run. They have yeah. man-made food. They yeah. have blankets on, leg wraps. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And so yeah. we were actually making them live like our little children. Humanizing them good and thing, disconnecting yeah, from good nature. Thing we're trying to, yeah, good thing we're trying to figure them out better because we've, we've taken a lot of what made a horse a horse away. Hmm. That's interesting. And and maybe through no fault of our own, um, our population is getting more urbanized. True. If land is, is a quarter of a million dollars an acre. Yeah. They have to live in stalls. They have to live somewhere. Yeah. So, you know, so they have to live in the little run. They can't have a friend with them because maybe I spend 125000 for this horse mm-hmm. so that I can be, a you know, a star at my chosen discipline. I don't right. actually want to turn him out so somebody else's $200 horse can kick him. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we, we, we're trying to evolve, but we've right. gone backwards. Um, we've gone backwards in, in many ways. Right. Yeah, it's an interesting time. Okay, well, and I didn't know if I would bring this up or not because it. it's a Go little controversial, it. but since you said okay. so. Okay. Um, Because I had mentioned about um, you know, even just thinking how the First Nations would uh, break their horses or the way it was done not too long ago where you um, just run them or buck them or put them on a hill or whatever until it tired them out versus gentling them mm-hmm. and how we're doing this. It's the same thing with parenting now, you know, you're not allowed to whip your kids if they need a weapon you have to I don't know the pendulum has shifted so tell me what you think about you know the new training methods and gentling and almost making it more human-like than than in some ways natural even though that is a little controversial let's go I then. have I have some very harsh methodology in my past and my upbringing and my mentors and I have also some very enlightened, forward thinking, way ahead of their time thinking. So for me, the whole notion of the past being wrong mm-hmm. and what we're doing now being right is a hard pill for me to swallow because I have seen that there are good and bad forces at work through all of time. Sure. And there always will be. History um, repeats itself too. Right. To History learn. repeats itself. So as and I and I've seen this. I drove school bus for almost 20 years. Oh, you did that too? So yeah. I did that too. So I did see the the kids that were scared to say anything because their dad would get after them when he got home. And then I saw the ones that had no rules whatsoever. So again, it's that analogy of keeping the thing between the ditches, right? Yeah, sure. And the pendulum swing, whatever. Mm -hmm. We are going through that constantly with horsemanship. Mm -hmm. So what I do wonder about slightly, safety because we are an older, I think, uh, demographic, and, and I think the, our, the baby boomers and everything else and are coming to an age where a lot of people that didn't ride since they were kids are starting to ride now. Mm-hmm. Want to be really safe, want to be really good to the horses and everything else. And yet we're seeing more people get really seriously injured all the time. Right. Yeah. 
So why, why is that? We are enlightened. We're breeding really good horses, which I've got some questions about that too. Mm. We're breeding superstar athlete horses so that we can win prizes. Right. Problem is, is we are ourselves are not becoming, we're not getting better bread. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, I might buy a beautiful warm blood from Europe that, that, that this is related to the current world champion and, and is an incredible mover and everything, but I might be better on, you know, somebody's old 4-H horse. Sure. And so there's a lot going on here. We, we see, we want, it's, it's horses have become a lifestyles of the rich and famous that mm. I never foresaw mm. as a child. Whether it's whether it's due to overscheduled time or, or or the constraints on shrinking land or whatever, it's become a thing where the average person can't afford to have horses anymore. Right, right. That's so true. So it so they're not seeing us the way when I was a kid. You you grabbed a sandwich. Your mom wouldn't let you watch Mod Squad when you came home from school. <laughs> you went out. There was nothing it's better yours. to do. There was no internet. We had three channels. Yeah. They all yeah. you know were no good. Peasant vision riding and mm -hmm. we yeah so we go to the the neighbor's house and we tie our ponies up by their bridle reins to the hitching rail and we come home and we ran out of daylight sort of thing right it wasn't good horsemanship but it kept us safe somehow we were more mm -hmm. sort of central to our horses lives and I I've just seen a lot of this develop and I we're seemingly knowing more and yet a lot of our experiential stuff that that kept us safe is is lacking mm -hmm. is lacking so the thing is is how do you learn to speak the language of a 1200 pound animal when you see him for an hour once a week because right. that's your scheduled riding time right. and that's uh, that's it sounds very judgy and maybe it is but that is our reality now that's right? typical of where I live yes right yeah so mm -hmm. it, it's like we're we want so badly to to have this this higher horsemanship mm -hmm. that's with wisdom good feeling and everything else but I'm watching people's safety mm -hmm. go downhill and I'm, I'm at the stage right now where I'm wondering why why well, I think you kind of answered it. And it was one of the things that I learned in my undergrad. I studied a lot about gender and interpersonal communication. And I'll, I'll never forget this simple formula that time spent equals relationship built. And you don't get that if you're spending an hour a week. Okay, our podcast is done. Yeah. <laughs> simple. So, so you have a theory or a formula for the thing that I've been casting about questioning in my heart, mm -hmm. because so much we are told so much of what we used to do is wrong, whether it's raising children mm. or dealing, training dogs or dealing with our, you know, significant other or what we need to be do better. Right. But if we need to do better, why, why, when we're trying or aren't we happier or safer or, or more successful? I, I, get these these um videos it's um british pathé and they're very old um mm. uh, movies from the 20s 30s 40s and whatnot mm -hmm. and it's horsemanship gods from uh, you know two generations ago mm -hmm. 
so that it should be bad, right? Mm. And it's so beautiful. The oh, things that they're doing with their horses and, mm. and their riding is so gorgeous and everything. And I'm sitting there with tears in my eyes watching this beauty. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to throw it all out. There, mm -hmm. we, there is good from long ago. We just have to pick out what doesn't feel right anymore. Somehow evolve. It's well, it, it is so good. I think I talk about this on my podcast quite a bit. And I see it not only within um, families or between different religious groups or definitely in politics. Yeah. That our culture yeah. is just so infiltrated with things that cause distraction and division. That I'm right, you're wrong on everything. So whether it's taking historical horsemanship with you know the modern equestrian and how that looks I, I don't know I kind of think it's a bit like movies nowadays like I went to see what is it um Avatar 2 and it's three hours long and it's beautiful <laughs> colors and cinema saturations of you know however they animate and everything and and it's a visual um, feast. It's such a visual feast. And there's just no story anymore. Like my I have um two boys, they're 22 and 18. And uh -huh. I watched quite a few movies with my 22-year-old. And his favorite movies are from when I grew up because there were stories. There wasn't yeah. all the visual a, a beginning, a middle, and an end. <laughs> yeah. And there's character development and yeah. a relational, emotional connection that you feel like as much as I like the whole Rocky um, franchise and they did okay with the new Creed movies. I don't know if you saw them. They're still not the Rockies from the, you know, late seventies, eighties, yeah. <laughs> early nineties. They're not. The and, so, and so we, we ask ourselves, what has changed? Is it societies that has changed so much? Is it me? Right. Mm -hmm. We, we, we do all that, but, but it's, it's as, as you're saying with the movies with everything, with music, with everything, um, how do we stay? We don't want, none of us wants to be a closed off dinosaur, <laughs> right? I don't or, want to be, or a, or a boomer or whatever we're called, right? right? <laughs> whatever we want, whatever that's called. None of us wants to be that. And as my hair gets gray, I realize that, that is a real da danger. And yet, right. on the other hand, I have to see, I have to have proof mm -hmm. that what I'm being told to believe is making my horses happier. Mm -hmm. Because I have noticed that most of my horses love and crave being told what to do. Mm. They and, and I've had a fair bit to do with 12-step with programs and AA and whatnot for various reasons. Sure. And one of the things that just struck so, just felt so comfortably was talking about things like higher powers. Right. If I can just let go my worry and trust that from this only good will come, you know, there's a, there's a, some sort of a plan. And I just, you know, just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. When I started thinking about that, that's when my horses walked. That's wow. when we really develop partnership. When they go, I am going to combine your brains, Lee, such mm -hmm. as they are, with my brawn. Mm -hmm. 
and then watch out. When they make that switch, when they ask me to start doing the thinking, mm -hmm. that's when the magic happens. Mm. So now again, I'm conflicted because I'm told I'm supposed to listen to my horses all the time. But sometimes they're telling me they just like me to actually make a decision and go with it. Mm -hmm. So I'm starting to see why so many people are confused. We want to do well. We all want to do good. None of us wants to be an abuser. Mm -hmm. But I'm watching with the horses, and I've known this for quite a while. My horses, there's a couple they'd rather not be told what to do because they're mm -hmm. very strong personalities. But most mm -hmm. of them are like, hey, you just make up your mind. I'll be good with it. Mm. So if, if if we're not supposed to 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 just grab on with leadership and go with it. And I think leadership can be a positive thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, so if we're, you know, for instance, there I was <laughs> part of a conversation the other day of a lady who can't get her horse to leave the barn so she can go for a ride. So I used the term barn sour and then I took it back because I went, mm. that's really negative. Maybe her horse is in pain. So we, are, mm. does your gear fit? You mm -hmm. know, does it, do his feet hurt or his teeth hurting? You know, the, we went through the gamut because you've got to make sure of that stuff too. Right. But then when all was said and done and we watched the horse go and we're talking to her, the horse actually just needed to be told to go down the driveway. Oh, she wasn't cueing him at all. Well, no, because she'd been told to listen and not oh, fight. I see. And he wasn't wanting to fight. He just wanted her to say, could you go down the driveway? I don't want to stand at the barn. Hmm. He was just and, neutral waiting. <laughs> well, and, and he a couple of times he kind of pulled back to the barn. So she went, oh, he's hurting. He doesn't want to oh, go. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, somewhere, somewhere we've got to learn how to be strong empathetic leaders mm -hmm. but we still right. have to lead somehow but it's i mean so much of it's like parenting too right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at what degree is good and as what degree is too much right you tell me but that was a, a very recent just just a little aside and she wants so badly to be a really good horsewoman mm -hmm. and he will be Mm -hmm. But at some point along the way, what she has read and, and watched and listened to has told her that she actually can never disagree with her horse. Mm -hmm. And then that reminded me of certain situations that I've been in family relationships where I've had to keep peace at any price. Right. So does that mean everything's hunky-dory good? And I'm seeing a lot of that in the world of horsemanship right now. The peace mm -hmm. at any price thing. Hmm. So, you know, who's riding who? <laughs> well, as somebody said to me, we're 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 getting to a stage where maybe we're not going to be allowed to ride horses anymore, because you know that, and that's you know maybe maybe you know with certain organizations with animal rights and welfare, sure. and I right. I should change that. Animal welfare is a good thing. Sure. Maybe some of the maybe some of the other stuff gets taken a little too far sure because i think there's a there's a lot of belief right now that that animals shouldn't have a job 
Mm -hmm. So at what stage now are we talking about service dogs in that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I I think we're going to have to rein things in a little bit somewhere along the line. My grand, our grandparents would have called it common sense. Yes. Now you and can't say those things. It's offensive. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm feeling really bad even saying that word. I so, know. Yeah. So, I know. <laughs> maybe this whole talk about horsemanship and what we do with horses to have connection and partnership and everything mm -hmm. else will be a moot point in 10 years because maybe we won't be allowed to ride them. Which mm, I can't imagine. Um, you know, it's, hmm. it's, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I hope it's not like that where you live, because I even felt like, well, when I go back home and I go down to Kisco and I'm heading towards Bargu, cause I always go to Mount Sentinel Ranch when I'm home, if I can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, um, I always feel like I take a step back in time. It's a reset for me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, but I think no matter where we live now, the world's a very small place. True. Isn't that well, we can stay off the thing. internet. We could stay off the internet and it would feel a little less small and we could be connected with nature a lot more. That's, that's my happy place for sure. Well, and, and that, that is the thing. And that is, that is one of the things that I'm often trying to say to people when they're saying I'm having this problem with my horse or whatnot. And I'm going, actually, I think you and your horse need to get out in nature a little mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. And easier said than done if you've got a horse that's never been out in nature. Mm -hmm. But there's more than one way to do that. You know, um, get your hiking shoes on and go for a hike with that horse. Right. If if he can't walk with you, mm -hmm. you know, well, you go somewhere. He's probably not going to be much fun to ride. No, I'll walk, walk alongside him. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's so wonderful. I think there's so much healing in nature and we're getting to a place now where it's very, very hard. You've got to be very mindful to get yourself in a situation where there's silence. No, well, silence and, and because of d distraction and division, but just connection too. You're talking about putting blankets and everything on horses. It's like there's, you know, neuroscience is developing, but it's so simple. Just go walk in the grass in your bare feet go connect with the earth, go ground. You know, I live yes. a couple blocks from the ocean and in Florida, we have so much lightning that hits our beaches. So okay. honestly, I have friends with plantar fasciitis and even having, you know, struggling with chronic pain from before, you just go walk barefoot on the beach. It's an unbelievable reset. Um, wow. It's something so simple. You know, it's the ion exchange with the earth and all of that, or just even catching some sunlight first thing in the morning, how powerful of a tool it is. It, All of these things are at our disposal yes. and they're natural. Yes. So yeah, let's, they're let's natural. That. They're natural in their old wisdom, right? They're oh, old yeah. wisdom. So, I mean, this, none of this is new. So, I mean, I think we're all faced with this, all of us, anybody listening today, what in your past feels good in your heart? Mm, there you go. How are you going to shed the parts that don't mm -hmm. welcome new information that does? And I think for all of us, that's an ongoing thing. 
Mm-hmm. And we're all just faking it, you know, we're all just doing our best, mm-hmm. you know, whether we appear to have all the answers or not, but, but mm-hmm. so much and horsemanship's the same way. There's a lot of new science. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if proving is the word, but just making it feel okay to use stuff that's old knowledge. Mm-hmm. Because, because science is saying, yeah, that's, that's there. Right now, I'm sitting here trying to cast about for a particular example. It's maybe not coming to me. So much of what I was taught with my riding, with posture, with my horses, teaching them to stretch, teaching them to develop their bodies in a way like yoga so mm-hmm. that their behavior starts to follow along because their physical bodies are being built in a comfortable, strong, efficient way. Right. We're finding out now with science that by making the horse or not making him, inviting him to stretch and arch down as he's trotting along or whatnot, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is now affecting um, um, glands, pituitary glands and whatnot, and, and creating endorphins in his body and everything. Mm-hmm. Horse training. We're actually inviting the horse to learn to use the healing and wellness that, that's in his body already. Mm-hmm to make what we want pleasurable for him and possible for him. And mm-hmm. I live with this one mantra that everything I do with my horses is either building them up mm-hmm. stronger and healthier. This is us with our eating too, right? Or right. else it's, it's, it's something that promotes unwellness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I wish more people would consider this every single time you handle your horse, swing a leg over, feed him, whatever. It's not even training or untraining them. It's are we making him healthier and stronger, mm-hmm. better in who he is, or are we taking that away? So I see a lot mm. of the training that's for competition right now. We love the young superstar right now. Beautiful young horses. Most of us need old creaky horses for safety, but we right. love the young athletic ones. Sure. And these young athletic horses are peaking at age seven and eight. And mm-hmm. then they're having to be retired or euthanized because mm-hmm. they're unwell. Mm-hmm. And I just put down my 29-year-old horse last month. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, I haven't found another horse that has quite the same. Knew me quite as well as that guy. Um, I put him down because I didn't think he could handle winter here the winter yeah for sure even with my help Mm -hmm. um but he was uh featured in a magazine article uh two weeks before we put him down with me cantering across the field side saddle and he's Mm -hmm. so beautiful so young looking so fabulous and he was 29 years old and he taught me Mm -hmm. that we can live life lives of service Mm-hmm. and hard work mm-hmm. a little bit of stress some fun mm-hmm. um making a difference mm-hmm. and we can actually if if the stars align for us still feel good about ourselves you know mm. till our dying day what a beautiful life that horse lived and really can, high yeah. mileage hard-working horse yeah and so he has given me a gift in Mm-hmm. Am I making each of these horses better? They're not going to all live till they're 30 years old. I understand that, right? Right. 
Right. But but my goal is 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 not the young superstar. Mm-hmm. I want that old sage mm-hmm. that that just has so much wisdom and goodness and and beauty about them. He was a gorgeous horse. Right. Still what, a gorgeous horse. What breed was it? He was an appendix quarter horse. So he was a quarter oh, horse thoroughbred. Yeah. Thoroughbred. Yeah. yeah. We had one Great like that dine, too. Beautiful. Horse. Yeah. yeah. Good all yeah. around too. Good yeah. ride. Yeah. So would you say, cause I noticed in your book, you, you had drawn on um, that there were certain horses that you had spiritual connections with. Would you say that was one of them for sure? And give me, give me some examples of what that means to you. It's, well, I don't have a spiritual connection because he wasn't always a nice person. Hey. He was very vain, um, self-serving. Um, so so not always the nicest person. I think I might have had spiritual connections with a few of the many horses that have crossed my path. Very mm. often our journey together was a difficult one. Mm. Um, so oftentimes whether it was for health or mental reasons or where I was in my life um often those horses came to me and I would go I don't like you I don't want what you've got to offer I'm going to try to change you Mm. and very often those horses and me would come often just like a friendship with a person that that first glance maybe (laughs) We butted heads. That's so what that's romantic, exactly what so I was thinking. So many romantic right, couples sure. started that way, right? Sure. You know, yeah. they're like this yeah. person, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, you you bring so much to the world. So mm-hmm. those ones for sure. Um the horses that I'm always very careful that I don't make a one-man horse. Um yeah. I want horses that almost anybody who crosses paths with them is going to like them mm-hmm. and want something good for them and that they will be able to serve these people in some way. So I don't want the horse that only can work for me. Mm-hmm. I try mm-hmm. to avoid that because to me, there's something very unhealthy. And I see this a lot in making a horse that can only work for me. And it falls into that whole need to be needed. Right. Um, to me, there's a, a very unhealthy aspect to that sort of relationship. Mm-hmm. So when I'm sitting with a group of riders and they're saying to me, one says, well, my horse needs me. He's difficult with this and he doesn't like this and I can't leave him alone. And, you know, he's scared of this or he's too high strung or whatnot. I like to just sit there quietly because my horses don't need me for any of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they like my they like my friendship they certainly like it when I bring them their dinner mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I'm really proud of the fact that they're confident on their own yeah self-assured on their own yeah that's what I was thinking right? and I see this with women all the time my <laughs> man can't get his dinner my kids can't get out to the door to school <laughs> on their own without me packing their back you know we have yeah. this thing in us where we want to be needed so badly but it but it renders those relationships helpless and it burns us out it does it does yeah. and 
if I created, if I had a horse that doesn't need me, if he, if you took his bridle reins and he did a beautiful job for you, you had fun with him and somebody else did and, and he wasn't quirky in any way. Mm -hmm. There's almost this feeling that that makes me less of a horseman mm -hmm. because I, 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 don't have that really difficult horse and I see this too so much of what we 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 crave in our horsemanship isn't entirely healthy we want so badly to be needed to rescue stuff to bring it to wellness and wholeness mm -hmm. and everything else mm -hmm. and for me it has really change direction i want to stand back watch these horses mm. excuse me discover who they are mm -hmm. and be good with it and have some fun in life and it's possible unless they're like the ones that we were talking about earlier that can't do it yeah. right and there are some that can't mm -hmm. but um I'm, I'm watching this thing it's become a really big deal to rescue horses fix mm -hmm. horses mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. take abused horses i actually wrote that on my online blog today about this mm. this thing about horses that come from a different background than what we have to offer mm -hmm. just because they were trained and raised differently they were not necessarily abused right we we love to do that Mm -hmm. We love to do that. I think I've done that too. You know, mm -hmm. oh, this horse used to do this and this, and now look at him. Ta -da! Well, mm. you know, define I, I, abuse, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so that, no, no, abuse could be leaving him tied to a tree for you know half an hour. That could be mm -hmm. abuse. I, sure. I, I don't know. So, anyway, I am changing at such an alarming rate that. Mm -hmm. What I answer is a thing I know for sure today. Mm -hmm. Maybe tomorrow I'll have a different opinion. But it excites me. You know, that's exciting. So is is your blog on your Facebook or do you have a separate blog? It's Facebook. Facebook. It is Facebook. I, I kept one for a while and then I mean I'm so vain. <laughs> I would I'd write my little heart out, you know, like the whole dear diary thing. And the and the, where I actually got this online voice is I have kept diaries about my writing and competition and learning since I was eight years old. I love it. And it was a really huge part of this this teacher that's had the difficult, you know, sure. experiences. Mm -hmm. Trauma past. Um, that was a really big part of her teaching. Mm -hmm. So I hated these darn diaries, but I would always come home, put the kettle on and write. Almost every day, there's something that deserves to be kept safe, remembered, learned from. So healthy. So, so a whole row of these things, right? Mm -hmm. Then I did this wonderful act of self-care last summer. I, I got looking at some of these going, hmm, if, you know, I just keel over one day, <laughs> is this how I want to be remembered? Mm. So I lit the burning barrel, you know, and I threw. <gasps> no, you did not. Yeah, I did. I threw a number in them where I was so committed to being hurt. Oh, it's cathartic. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm watching all this swirling. You don't want people reading that anyway. <laughs> family stuff, you know? 
Right. And I just went, I think I'm ready to let them go. Right. So, you know, keeping a diary can be good for some ways because it's a really neat thing to just watch that puppy go up and smoke. True. Yeah. Right. That, no, I'd say so, that's a counseling ritual. It is. I mean, is therapists, it? yeah, no therapist will tell you to <laughs> write it down and burn that's it. That's something that would change the world. Anyway, my <laughs> daughter's watching me do this and she said, mom, um, there's this thing called Facebook, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And I'm oh, like, well, I don't mm -hmm. have any drunken college party pictures to share. I wasn't all that <laughs> interested. She said, no, you write this out and you push sand. Yeah. And like, like, it was like the old shampoo commercial. Two people saw it and shared it and shared it. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> I've had to change and I've had to discipline myself a little bit because when you write for yourself, mm -hmm. Your language, your thought process is very different than when you sit down in the morning and you write for 45,000 of your closest friends. Mm -hmm. And so I've had to, I've had to change how I write a little bit. I you reel it in just a bit. <laughs> reeling it in just a little bit. Um, being Kinda aware, that some, you know, sometimes my little feelings get hurt. Sure. <laughs> But well, you're that's, putting that's yourself out started. there. Yeah, sure. That's how it started. Yes, and and uh, I don't know. I I every everything I say is is heartfelt, and I believed it at the time. Sometimes I go back and I'll see. You know, they have a thing where they send you your memories from right. Mm -hmm. You know, the year before, and so I've been at this now twelve years. Wow. Uh, I go back and I look at that and I go, Wow, I can't believe I wrote that. Mm -hmm. Good thing only six people saw it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good it's good it's it's the whole thing is good for me too no know? I think it's so your trainer had you diary all those years ago yes yes and then That's she really would mark those she would mark those so very often I had to also illustrate them or whatnot so uh, and every now and then I'll put one of those pages on my mm -hmm. you know okay put the pictures and write about it and whatnot I'm, I'm quite open about it um mm -hmm. it's it's been hugely good for me it's so um, healthy and I remember more all the time some of the things I think you know that is true you do block things out that mm -hmm. you can't yep. cope with yep yep yeah well and it's it's very powerful to get it out of it's swirling in your head and just putting it down on paper and a lot of that stuff is your perception at the time, the mood that you're yeah. in. You've got a lot yeah. of filters you wear, depending depending on what time of the month it's been. There's like, yeah. There's, yeah. there's different levels of honesty and self-awareness that we have, and we all have our blind spots. But yeah, well, do you think overall that horses have an ability almost in some ways, like, you know, I have, um, I've had two instances recently and it's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you too, because one of the things that I want to do this coming year is see about getting, working with some equine therapy trained people. And maybe that's me. I don't know, because I was working with a young lady, just adorable young woman, no kids, 26. And she was very very ill with anxiety and depression and she came in and did a lot of neurofeedback for a while with me and 
you know, I visit with, with people, how are you doing? What's new? And for whatever reason, something came up in conversation because I started taking dressage lessons because it's been on my bucket list. I thought, well, when I get older and I've broken a few bones, dressage is a little safer. So um, I got connected with the dressage barn and it's not too far from where she lives, but she stopped coming to me for near feedback because she probably was at about to the point where she was regulated enough in her brain. And she just started once a week going to the barn because I connected her with the um, dressage trainer there and was mucking yeah. stalls and brushing down horses and turning them out and just being there. And it was the final puzzle piece that she needed that put her into her state of recovery. And now she's well. Mm -hmm. And so I, I've seen that and I have another lady that's brought her gigantic dog into the clinic because that's her service animal because she has pretty severe social anxiety and he goes everywhere with her. Mm -hmm. But what do you think it is specifically about horses and young girls and horses and how why equine is such an effective trauma therapy what have you seen like can you give me some examples of real transformation for people that have just rediscovered themselves or just like you said if you don't get out and ride a little bit you're just not happy what what is it about horses specifically what is it about horses yeah what is it about horses I think, as and and gosh, the number of teenage girls that have been kept alive just because they've got a mane yeah. to cry in at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. They're non-judgmental. They're accepting of who we are at the moment and everything else in a really, really harsh and judgmental world. Let's be honest here, yeah. and it's getting worse. Worse. But yeah. for what I see with horses. We have this one level where we can show up to do those chores. Mm -hmm. So caring for them. I yeah. might be falling apart at the seams, but I pick up the soil bedding with my fork. I put it in the, the, the wheelbarrow and I do it again and I do it again until I see the wheelbarrows full and I go out and dump it and then I go on to the next one. And I think in many ways we're missing the therapy just in the grooming the rhythm the feeling the hands-on the smell i mean it's the original aromatherapy mm -hmm. but when we take it even farther if we're to get healing with horses there has to be a congruency between mm -hmm. what we say and what we actually feel mm -hmm. so if if for some reason those two aren't you know aligned if if i'm telling you everything's okay but in my heart it's i'm not feeling that way mm -hmm. or am i'm not afraid but i am mm -hmm. horses pick up on yes they do so and they go they the horses go in their own little way stop mm -hmm. you know you're lying mm -hmm. your your social mask is such that i actually can't trust you right now mm -hmm. and they often have a very beautiful way and they could just back us off to say what they need to say they do that too mm -hmm. but they have a very good way about saying just a second here mm -hmm. check yourself at the door lady because because what you are saying and what you are doing are are 
two different things. I mean, a really good example of that is I've got the young green horse. I've got to go to the vet. I've got to do this. I've got five minutes. I've got to do, and then I can't get him on the trailer mm. because he's just going, whoa, whoa, you know, get over yourself. Right. Whereas if I go to get this young green horse on the trailer and I go, I don't have anywhere to go with him today, but maybe one day I will. Let's just play it, seeing if we can, you know, work towards getting you. Well, that mindset immediately, my horse loads on the trailer. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, it's, there's this, there's this thing about say what you mean, mean what you say, mean what you're feeling. It all comes. Mm -hmm. And we as people are so good at BSing each other Mm -hmm. that, and dogs Bless their hearts. They're not quite as honest with us because dogs, dogs want to love us. Love you no matter what. what. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, I can be horrible. My dog still loves me. Mm -hmm. My horse is going to go, no, you know, Mm -hmm. the mood you're Mm -hmm. in right now, I am out of here. And I think there's just something about that that touches us deep to our soul Mm. that, that, level of communication and honesty they're so non-judgmental if i need to go out there and cry into a main for an hour mm-hmm. they're okay with that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they don't have someplace um, and i think i think that that kids know this instinctively mm-hmm. and i think this is why so many horses are good with children because kids are so honest it's, right. it's not till we get to a certain amount of social conditioning that we get in our own way. Mm-hmm. Right. And actually cattle will do the same thing. You know, it's not just horses. Um, I think we love the romance of horses, mm-hmm. but cattle are very in tune with us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they just don't have the same, <laughs> they don't have the same following or romance to go out and cry and your cows, you know, yeah. <laughs> that that's interesting my my brother um he was he's had ptsd being in the service for so long with the rcmp but and he's a policeman he's a policeman yeah but he he's retired now but he had a herd of texas longhorns and that was his therapy he would go and lay with them and you know just there's so much science about heart rate variability with animals and that herd mentality and that the way that we come in sync and co-regulate with animals and they have a stronger force field than we do but what I was learning about horses specifically is they will they can alternate their breathing based on whether if we're anxious and we need to calm down or if they see that we might feel depressed and we need to come up and they will watch somehow or another and adjust their breathing so that we can co-regulate with them to calm our own autonomic nervous systems. Isn't that wild? Both wild. And I I don't know your terminology, but what you're telling me is like, of course, Marley, of course. Yeah. So I'm there, I'm there, you know, the whole lead the horse to water and can't make him drink thing. Mm-hmm. So I lead my horse to water. I've been on him all day long. And he's been hauling. He's <laughs> thirsty. I know this. I'm I'm a mother. I know this. 
And so he says, no, no, I want to run off of the others. I'm not thirsty. And so I was like, <sighs> right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Rather than telling him anything, <sighs> then I make a mind picture. I make a mind picture of Lee standing at the water trough in this absolutely beautiful moment with <laughs> her horse drinking his fill. And in two, three breaths, my horse goes, begins <sighs> uh, to drink. Yeah. And and so we start seeing that develop. Mm -hmm. And and I'm calling it mind pictures, but controlling our breathing, picturing mm -hmm. what we want to do with that horse. I starting to realize a number of years ago that that actually is, is communication for them too. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and which goes way beyond our so-called aids or, or giving to pressure and any other things that we'd like to have done. It's a mm -hmm. magical world when you think about it. It is. Uh, well, that's a whole other podcast about manifestation, which is such a hashtag word now. <laughs> Well, it's not it's not imagining manifesting that you're finding a winning lottery ticket oh yeah too bad yeah. that doesn't work right <laughs> <laughs> okay so you have another new book coming out tell us about it I saw that you posted it's called love and rules and when is that when is that good oh you have a copy are those on Amazon right now I must have one. That's the no. The thing keeps selling out. So, oh, so like it's already it's, been it's on its, okay. it's on its umpteenth printing already. It's oh. gone really well received. It's love and rules, life lessons learned with horses. So, I mean, it's it's this discussion. Mm -hmm. It's it's lovely victorious moments mixed up thinking it's when i've dropped the ball it's sad stuff it's it's because it in my life every time there's a horse involved it becomes more so whatever i was doing becomes more so so mm -hmm. it's either a bigger mess up a, a happier <laughs> moment a, a yeah. more heart-rending tragic thing anyway um Lots of journal entries and um, right. stuff that I sat down and wrote and yeah. I um, love it. Okay, so I guess I guess I'll have to watch for whenever you've got another it is it is release. on Amazon. It, it is it, okay. sometimes it keeps saying that it's it's not, but it's Love and Rules by Lee McLean, published by Red Barn Books. And uh, um if if somebody knows where to find horsewoman it's it's always side by yeah, side yeah i got mine i got mine on amazon and i was reading it under a florida palm tree by my pool <laughs> oh wow i should have oh. taken a picture um oh. so you also have a speaking engagement coming up in good old high river and it looks like in it's January. benefiting journeys therapeutic riding society Fill me yes. in. I think that's awesome. That's a well, near and dear the, to my heart. Well, the, the, I mean, it's a good cause, right? It's a good mm. cause. Anytime we can, uh, anybody who's been involved with a therapeutic riding society that's well run, we, we see the magic that horses bring to, to, to everyone. Everybody should have the, the ability to look down on others, to feel the power, the motion, everything else. And so mm -hmm. it's magical. Um, the the sort of overwhelming thing is, is new year, new you. Mm -hmm. And of course, I'm the one who's going to throw, put a thorn under the blanket by going, 
don't be in a hurry to give up on everything you know for sure right now. Yeah, don't. Yeah, because right? everything. I'm at this stage in my life right now where I do want to be new me, mm-hmm. but but I don't want to to give up on what I what I you know on who you are experience. Oh yeah, job, right. Mm-hmm. So so I I will be talking a little bit about what it is that keeps us small, keeps us safe, mm-hmm. because. That seems to me to be the biggest hurdle that most of us are dealing with all the time is, mm. is what, what keeps us small? Who are we looking after that keeps us from going after our dream? What do we have to change to, to go a step closer? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's some things we can't change, some things we can, but uh, all my talk will be all through the horses, um, what they've, they've, showed me where I, where I need to pick things up a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are going to be a lot of very good friends in the audience. So the trick will be to somehow appear wise and knowing, Mm -hmm. um, staring these people who know me very well in the face. (laughs) Well, you just need to share little anecdotal stories about them and and engage your audience since you're going to have the floor. (laughs) <laughs> well, in, in looking back over my life with horses, I think one of the good things about it has been the friendships that I've made. Oh, for sure. Time. Yeah. And I, I have said that horses always come with their share of toxic people mm-hmm. because it, it just is what it is, right? It's yeah. a, a traditional um, traditional realm, um, very often male dominated. Um, mm-hmm. and, and there's mm-hmm. been lots of that on the go. Um mm-hmm. But I've known good men too, mm-hmm. and um, I just <laughs> the looking back the the friends I've made through it has been a wonderful thing. Because I think sure. I think as as we age, sometimes too we fight loneliness. You know, mm-hmm. um, and once you decide you don't want to run with the crowd, it's not always a it's kind of a solo journey sometimes. Well, I think part of it too is if either you're having health issues or you're just older and you only have so much energy in the tank, you have to pick and choose who's in your inner circle. And, um, you know, I, I, I know just from the people that I grew up with there, it's like, I couldn't wait to get out of high river and go somewhere else. (laughs) But all these years later, every time I go back and I try to go back in the summer because I don't like being cold, but I just come back right now. Yeah, no, now's not a good time. (laughs) It's going to be 80 degrees Fahrenheit this weekend here. Just saying. Oh, you poor dear. I know. But I just think, you know, there's just some really good salt of the earth people there and um, yeah, just, just good people. And so you know what I thought of, and I meant to ask you this, and um, then we should probably hop off because I imagine you have stuff to do as well. But um, I actually had my my wedding rehearsal dinner in that barn that was made for Unforgiven. And isn't that just down the road from you? Yeah, it's down at the creek. Yeah. yeah. Is it still there? Yeah. Yeah. wonderful it's it's quieter than it used to be there's not as many um 
events and whatnot because everybody's getting older and at different stages gosh um, yeah so it was used for events i my um one of my bridesmaids being that it was a barn had a severe asthma attack and so i don't remember anything i do remember and i don't know oh. if it was miss lenore's or your lasagna recipe because i think you guys catered for us but i would love to get that recipe <laughs> I do remember that was good. <laughs> that was that was probably Lenore because she's a really good cook and she did all the cooking. Yeah. 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 Well, good times. I don't remember a lot of it because of the the scare I had with my girlfriend, but um that is really scary. That is yeah, that is so horses are not good for everybody. Well, I can't imagine too, right? that, but yeah, there's there there are some people that I know that have legitimate fear. Yeah, I have a nephew actually who can't be around them or he goes into anaphylactic shock. Mm, so yeah. they're they're not good for yeah. everybody. But I do think that even if we have to stay at a distance from them, mm -hmm. there there are things that they have to teach us. Oh, sure. Animals, I mean, you, nature, everything else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's all good healing property. So, well, I'm going to hang up and I'm going to go order your book. So <laughs> thank you thank so you much. For that. This yeah. was fun. This yeah, it was, was really fun, fun. and uh, always a good discussion about my favorite topics, healing yeah. and yeah. horses. I love and it. The two, the two go hand in hand. They sure do. They sure do. Okay, Marley. Thank take you. Care. Have a wonderful rest of your day and happy new year. Thank you. Bye-bye. And to you. Okay, bye-bye. Bless you.